What's going on, YouTube nights? Welcome to uh, the cover price top 10 for the week ending 830. Uh, before we get to the top 10, we just want to acknowledge that we lost a uh, a giant of the comic book uh, movie community, a great actor. Um, so we just want to pay this little tribute before we uh, start the show. must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. What's going on, YouTube? This is the Cover Price Top 10. That's Manimal. This is TiVo. I know it's been a kind of a crazy year, not alone a crazy weekend, but we're going to try to trudge through this as best we can to get your mind off of things. But, you know, I just wanted to pay a tribute to Tabak Bozeman and uh, the great actor he was and just say uh, Wakanda forever, baby.
What's good, everybody? Zach, how you doing, brother? I'm chilling, man. Just uh, hanging out, ready to get into this cover price top 10. Definitely a, um interesting week. Some books on here that came out of nowhere compared to some of the other books we've been seeing. But, you know, hey, the market changes, things change, and new comics yep. pop up. The Donna Cates over-under this week is two and a half. Because you remember last week, uh, the last two spots were in nine and ten. And then he had, I think, one in the middle somewhere. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, before we get started, boys and girls, this show is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com. Go to CoverPrice.com. Sign up for a two-week free trial for all your collecting needs. We are on the last day of our cover price top 10 uh, give. Excuse me, our cover price one-year subscription giveaway as part of the 5,000 subscription uh, Lords giveaway. And to thank you guys all. So uh, Sith Lordy will drop the link in the live chat there. So uh, make sure you guys sign up. You just got to click on that link. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And uh, if you're already a cover price member, if you win, there's three uh, going to be three drawings, so three people will win. And if you already have a, a one-year subscription, the additional one year will be added when your subscription ends. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the show is also sponsored by our friends over at KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off anything at KRS Comics exclusives. Also, our friends at the Geeky Swag Shop. Use discount code LOTLB to get 10% off anything. T-shirts just shipped this week. I just got my two white tees, and they are so soft and perfect <laughs> for the summertime. Man, um, you know, I was wearing a black tee. I was like, man, it is. It, this weekend is going to be 105 in uh, Southern California. Damn. Not even the death. Palm Springs is going to be like 122. It's going to be ridiculous. But it's a dry heat is what they pay. Uh, the show it's is also haunted. It's still hot as hell. It don't it, matter. It is. It yeah. is. When it's hot outside at nighttime, and there, and you know it's it there's it's stagnant air. There's no breeze right. at all. If exactly. you leave the windows open, it's nothing. But also our friends at RocketComics.com. Tell them the Lord sent you get twenty percent off your pressing order. I have a giant shipment. I hope to get back really soon. All nine eights. Not. Uh, also, a show is sponsored by our friends at Comics Tunes and Toys. Hit up the Big To Do on Instagram. They're always doing cool mystery boxes, and we do the uh, sales every now and then. Right now, it's a little low. As soon as he gets some cool stuff in, I'm pretty sure we will rock it. But those are all. Well, get it, Rocket Rocket Comics. So, uh, as usual, this is the cover price top ten. This is data that's compiled from about four or five different sales websites, and we drop it to you the week after it happens. And it's uh, interesting to see how the market trends are. Also, shout out to uh, the new Lords producer, James Simon of 42 Cut Production. He put together that little uh, homage from uh, for uh, Chappaq Bozeman. And uh, I don't want to get too into it, but we'll talk about it toward the end of the show because, you know, we still have a thing to do, so it's kind of awkward. But, you know, we'll address things as they come. So uh, let's get right to it, boys and girls. As always, there's always one that doesn't quite make the top 10, and we like to call that our runner-up. And this week it is Black Panther number one. Oh, our friend Ken Lashley. Look at that, a Ken Lashley variant. So obviously, uh, how do I say this? All right. Our friends from Cover Price wrote up a nice little thing about this. So I'm just going to read it. And I'm pretty sure Manimal and I echoed the same sentiments that I'm going to read verbatim here. Uh, with the tragic pa passing of Black Panther act actor Chadwick Boseman comes the inevitable questions of what happens next for the Black Panther corner of the MCU. The difficult and uncomfortable side of comic book speculation is the determination of what character will take over the Black Man Panther mantle. These conversations are a hot button topic when it comes to uh, when it comes to prof uh, profiting from a death. Excuse me. 
Regardless of those conversations, his death instantly lit a fire under Shuri's key issues with the expectation that she'll take on the mantle. Uh, the first cover appearance of Shuri is black as as the first cover appearance of Shuri as Black Panther moved both the Campbell, which had a high sale of two ninety five, and the Kashi and the Lashley variant to insane new heights. With the Campbell variant had more of a jump, the Lashley variant had both a jump and sold more copies. Fourteen had a seven day trend of one hundred fifty one percent. At a high sale of 270 for a CGC uh, 9.8, and you know I probably bundled that up because it was a long read. But basically, what we're what we're echoing is their sentiments that out of tragedy, and I'm not blaming anybody. It's just the nature of the beast, right? right. Um, when Stan Lee died, Stan Lee memorabilia flooded the market, and you can say that about most professional athletes. When Kobe Bryant passed away. All of his merchandise flooded the market. So we are a capitalist in market, and some people take advantage of that. In people, this one, people try to profit on sympathy, you know, and people yeah. love Black Panther. So they pick up the books, whether it's for nostalgia or, you know, they love the character, they love Chadwick Bozeman. And there's always going to be people there who sell them. I mean, it's just the nature of the world, unfortunately. It is. And unfortunately, I mean, I, we are not going to talk about uh, Chadwick Bozeman's. Uh, replacement, what they're going to do, what the plans are, because I just don't, I just, I don't, I, you know, it, it seems a bit crass to even have that discussion right now. Right. So I would also respectfully ask the live chat, you know, let's not talk about who is going to be replacing Black Panther in the upcoming MCU. And if let's just celebrate the man's life first before we worry about replacing him already. That's, you know, and obviously this book is something that people are speculating on because they think Shiri is going to be replacing the Black Panther. So I'm not going to cast judgment is just the way the market is. And we kind of knew this was going to happen in our private chats. We're like, I guarantee you some of these books are going to pop up. Fantastic 452 was all over the place on eBay the day it happened. It's just the nature of the beast. And unfortunately it's something we have to deal with, but we're just, we, we do this list based on what the sales trends are and what they are actually showing. And so, you know, unfortunately we, we have to talk about this, but I would just ask in the live chat, Let's not talk about, you know, uh, who's replacing the Black Panther. Let's, you know, let's, let's celebrate the man because the man had a great life, not only as a Black Panther, but as Thurgood Marshall, as James Brown, um, as Jackie Robinson. And, you know, let's not talk about all the coincidences and numbers and stuff. It's kind of, you know, let's just let's just, you know, enjoy the man for who he was because he was a great man and did a ton for not only a whole group of people, but entire continents. Right. And so, uh there you go. So uh, number 11 or the top runner up is Black Panther. Number one, the Ken Lashley variant. All right. So let's get right to the top 10 boys. and goes, what do we got at 10, Zach? So number 10 is going to be kind of dovetailing as well, uh, following after kind of what Tim said here. Um, as he mentioned, Shuri books are hot right now. So we've got Black Panther number two. Um, obviously, you know, we're not trying to talk about the loss, but we can't avoid the fact that these books have jumped. So um First appearance of Shuri took off, sold 24 copies, had a seven-day trend of 149%, and had a high sale of $455 for a CGC 9.8. And then right after we ran the top 10, a 9.8 sold for $745. So that book jumped an additional $300 pretty much in the time span of a day, maybe. you know. Yeah. So Black Panther number two, this is the Marvel Knights uh I think you said it earlier when we were off screen, volume four, right? Of Black yeah, Panther. this is yeah, Black Panther volume yeah. four. Yeah. Um, so yeah, first appearance of Sherry. You knew it was gonna show up. And if this is number 10, shit. Just yeah. wait. 
Yeah, so uh, there you go. Number 10 on the list is Black Panther Volume 4, number 2 from 2005. So uh, Wakanda forever, baby. All right, number 9 on the list is an oldie but goodie. If you thought you were done with Batwang, you are wrong. <laughs> I, <laughs> I never thought book, I man. I love this book is the book that has legs that the little engine that never that could, man. It never stops. Yeah, uh, you know, uh we never thought we said Batwang again, but you know, there it is. So he's back. My comic shop has been moving a ton of copies at $70 each, causing this book to trend once again. It's amazing how high this still sells for a raw and how graded copies sell for as well. This week it sold 21 copies at a seven day trend of 200% at a high sale of $70. I'm only, uh, I can only imagine why this book is jumping up is because of the, uh, anything in the peripheral or the periphery right. of Batman after the uh, Matt Reeves trailer drop from DC fandom. You know, I'm thinking, you know, people, people don't quite know what the true storyline is. Maybe people are guessing here, there, and the other, but you know, there it is again. Batwing is back again. I mean, there's a man. There, I I would have to look on the census. I wonder how many graded copies are out because this thing. Oh, is- I mean, I had I had two nine point eights. I had the Jim Lee and I had this one. And uh, I mean, keep in mind, this is the hardback. These things were coming in. People were getting these ten O's. These yeah, there's there's a ton perfect. of nine point nines out there. That's yeah, cr- yeah. Because this is a hard card stock. I mean, if you right. got a nine six, you were probably like, man, I'm a loser. What oh yeah, if you got a nine six, <laughs> you you did something to that book because these things were almost indestructible. Uh, and I almost think like, man, you'd have to buy two copies, one to read and one to grade, because once you read it, I don't think you can get a nine nine, you know, because, it, you know, once it kind of it causes those creases, kind of like you've ever seen like uh, the killing joke and how hard yep. it was like mm-hmm. it's almost hard over the pages. You're like, man, I'm going to ruin this. So I'll tell you what, man, I, I I did that same thing. So I bought the two of them. I read this cover and I kept my Jim Lee variant unopened shit still came back in nine eight so lucky ass people whoever the greater, you complain dude, that's that is that is so 2020 when you complain about a nine eight well, <laughs> yeah on this book you didn't that's want to yeah that is true so though, many yeah. of them you wanted the nine nine or the ten oh so you could yeah. set yourself apart yeah i mean besides that the bermejo art is just absolutely oh just phenomenal fantastic yeah yeah. All right. So number nine on the list. If uh, if you had Batwang on your 2020 bingo card, there you go. Number nine on the list is Batman Damned number one. All right. Let's get on to number eight. Boys and girls who are playing at home drink every time I say boys and girls. So boys and girls, number eight is oh, number man, I eight. Get, I get Another? to say this. Oh, oh that's no, too that's good because yeah. I didn't want to have to say this title again. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's been popped up. It's It's been around for a while. Everyone knows this book. We got Dark Knights, Death Metal, Legends of the Dark Knights, number one. If you don't know what the big deal about this book is and you're a comic book fan, you've been underneath a rock. This is Robin King's first appearance, even though there are some debates on what that goes for. We'll see what CGC says, I guess, if they haven't already. Uh, sold 53 copies, had a seven-day trend of 78%. Damn had a high sale of $100 for a CGC 9.8. This is the original cover. There's a pretty um, awesome Virgin variant out there. There's a couple of those. But you know what? This is the one that's had the, the longest legs here, probably because there's other ones are so few. But yeah, 52 copies in a week, though? My God, that's uh, that's amazing. I mean, it's number eight. Last week, it was higher up uh, on the list. So I'd be curious to see if it still clings on at you know in the top 10 because it's at number eight right now. For those playing at home, the over-under Donny Cates game, you haven't seen the Donny Cates book yet, have you? So real quick, I want to speak on the death metal stuff right now like dc you know say what you will whether you're a marvel dc fan and everyone's got their their ride or die that they go with 
And usually one of the things I've always loved about DC is in terms of their events, they keep them pretty consolidated. They don't spill out all over the place. That has not been the case with this death metal. It seems like every week they're adding new titles and this is becoming almost like a Marvel event. Like one of the, the worst Marvel event of all time, in my opinion, was Secret Wars 2. Yeah, when, definitely too. Yeah. The modern one when they just had all those different spinoff titles and they were god awful. And death metal, man. I mean, I don't know. We haven't got a lot of these little one shots yet, but every time I open a DC book, they're everywhere. So there we'll see, go. man. And so, like a major events things, you know, we'll see, like if Robin King will have legs. But you remember, like the last thing was the Batman who laughs, right? That was all over the place. And then after a yeah. while, he went away. But look, he's back again. So, oh, I love me uh, some Batman who laughs. I'm a believer. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how he sees with those spikes in his eyes, but you know, he's so he's so powerful that you know he can do it. So there you I'm go. looking at this one third scale Batman who laughs statue I got right now. Oh, shoot. All right, boys and girls. So number eight is Dark Knights Death Metal Legends of the Dark Knights. Number one. Wow, that is a mouthful. All right, let's move on to number seven on the list. Surprise, another DC book and another Batman adjacent book. Of course, this is the other kind of big uh, DC thing that's going on right now. The Jokers has been talked about since the 2016s Justice League 50 when Batman asked Morbius chair to show him the Joker's real name, and instead revealed that there have been three Jokers throughout Batman's history. Spoiler alert, <laughs> this series has been highly anticipated, and the market reacted with this 1 in 100 variant. Look at a 1 in 100 variant sold 58 copies. That is amazing to me, unless it was the same person that bought them all, but 58 <laughs> copies of 1 in 100? Jeez, that's normally kind of hard to find, but that just shows you there were a ton of these ordered, so a lot of people had the 1 in 100 variants. Had a seven-day trend of 75% and a high raw sale. Raw sale, mind you, of $153, which, you know, I guess makes sense since, you know, it's a 1 in 100, so you're going to see raw grades uh, go a bit higher. Um, so I believe this, the only difference between this one and the other one is this is the, it's the black, black and white. And white. Yeah, yeah. Black and white. I mean, it's there's a couple. A so they came out with a bunch of different covers on this. You got the Joker with the crowbar, Joker with the red hood. You've got a red hood character. You got there's a bunch of a Batgirl cover. Um, the good thing about this, kind of also like the uh, Batman Damned, is it's not the prestige format, but it is also that hard card stock with the uh, the square back binding. So, go. um, good Get book, man. Nines. This is something I've been waiting for forever. I'm like very Gary. I'm a big. Uh, Fabuk and uh, Jeff Johns fan. I mean, this has been a story I've been waiting on for a long time. So there you go. Number seven on the list, Batman Three Jokers. Number one, the JC Fabuk black and white one and 100 variant. All right, let's get right to it, boys and girls. What do we got? It's number six. Wow. So this one's kind of uh, a little out of left field in terms of this uh, list we have today. So we've got... Number six is going to be Spider-Man Noir. Number three, the O'Keefe variant, one in 25. So with the first appearance of Spider-Man Noir hitting $700 plus in a 9.8 now, there's a heavy demand for this alternate version of Peter Parker. That demand spilled over to this great variant and sold 10 copies, had a seven-day trend of 441%, and had a high raw sale of $70. So, you know, Spider-Man, always going to be a big sell. People are out here creeping on the Black Panther books, creeping on the Batman books, and you secretly Spider-Man Noir number three comes in. So this is my guess. Um, so they're in full production right now of uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the sequel. And uh, as we said with Miles Morales, 
people knew that the PS5 game was coming. People knew that they're going to start production on this. So I would say people in the know told other people and they started snatching books up. My guess is Spider-Man Noir will be back and into the Spider-Verse part two. And this is pure speculation on my part, but that's typically I try to find a reason why these books may be jumping. My guess is that's the reason why that, you know, but, you know, because then you ask, well, how come Spider-Man Noir, the first appearance is not here? Because that book has already been, been priced out by people. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's it's plus this is a cool cover. People find a variant. Uh, so I don't know if some uh, YouTuber, a blogger said, hey, maybe you should go out and look for this. But, you know, either way, it's uh, moving for some reason. So number uh, six on the list, Spider-Man Noir. Number three, the Patrick O'Keefe one in 25 variant. All right, let's get up to it. Next up on the list, boys and girls, Black Panther. Number one. The uh, this is the classic Jack Kirby goodness. Um, and you know what? All the news I dropped over the weekend, we didn't even talk about, you know, Clifford Robinson. And then just recently, uh, yeah. John Thompson I and Lute Olson, all the people that passed away. No, we didn't really get to celebrate the King's birthday. It was Jack King Kirby's 103rd birthday. Uh, that just passed. So, um, so it's, so it's, you know, this is a kind of perfect combination for both. Honestly, this is just the beginning of the black Panther book heat. Like we've seen with other hot books, this high market interest will spill over to outlier black Panther books, which is already has the rise of the black Panther number one and variants. However, compared to the Shuri books, this trending first issue feels more like a collector's morning and reaching out to own a piece of black Panther history. Uh, this issue sold 31 copies, had a seven-day trend of 157%, had a high sale for $475 for a CGC 9.6, not even a 9.8. This is a nut, a tough nut to crack in a 9.8. So this one seems more like, you know what? I just want a piece of the Black Panther. Like I said, FF52 was a really high price. So hopefully you were able to get a piece of Jack Kirby goodness doing his solo work uh, with Black Panther. So uh, Wakanda forever for number five, baby. Black Panther, number one. All right, let's get on to it. We're halfway there, boys and girls. Drink at home. That's got. Uh, ooh, I missed out on this one. I want it <laughs> so bad. What do you got for number four? So number four is another interesting one. And you know what? Kind of why I like this, and I'm not even really a Spawn fan, but I like this one because I remember one of the first top tens we did with cover price, the Spawn variant with the Gunslinger was one of the books. And I remember being like, oh, I had never seen that before. That's really cool. So this one, we got Spawn 309. This is the McFarland variant. Uh, gunslinger spawn right on the front cover people love it people wanted to know more about this the reintroduction of this character this cover sold 89 copies had a seven-day trend of 58 percent, and had a high raw sale of 41 dollars. i mean a mcfarland cover spawn come on man and the gunslinger yeah. spawn shit you know, know what I, I you know what i actually like better than this one and it's surprisingly cheap i'm gonna go out and get it is the um the Frazetta homage cover, which uh, have you seen that one? I put it. Uh, I think I put it in one of the other ones. So basically, no. it's the it's the famous or uh, uh, artwork that Frazetta did for Death Dealer when he's on the horse and it's Spawn on the horse. Yeah, I think I don't know if that's the, you're speaking that's, a little ahead here, bro. Is that on the list? Yeah, Oops. spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, dude, disregard what I just said. But shout out to our friend uh, Dave in the Cave for the $5 super chat. Really appreciate you, brother. Make sure you check out Dave in the Cave on Three Men in the Basement. Uh, I forgot to say something, but I was going to say, hey, we really appreciate the super chats that you guys give us every now and then. But if you are thinking about doing a super chat today, 
save the money and uh, donate to cancer research, more specifically uh, colon cancer. Uh, just I would just think that would be apropos since we're kind of doing stuff about, you know, this stuff. I appreciate the, the $5 super chat, David and Kay. But if anybody else wants to leave a super chat, please go find a cancer research uh, charity or a thing that you can donate to, especially if it's uh, colon cancer, which affects both men and women, but more, more so men. And men at younger age, it seems now more and more so. So we'll I'll talk about it a little bit later at the end of the show. But number four on the list is Spawn. Number three hundred nine, the Todd McFarlane variant. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to sit here and play it off. You're like, hey, have you seen oh, that? Yeah, that death dealer? And I'm, like, I'm like, no, I haven't. <laughs> well, you know I'm what? Like, that's what we call foreshadowing, folks, because yeah. number three on the list is that's what we call old ass brain. You can't remember. <laughs> that is true. Speculation. Hercules. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, good. Uh, number, Good number three. Number three on the list is the said cover I was just talking about. This is spawn number three oh nine. This is the badass Frank Frazetta homage cover. While a McFarlane cover is always a win over other Spawn covers, this Frazetta Death Dealer homage is awesome. And it sold 50 copies at a seven-day trend of 141% and a high sale of $30. I need this in my life. I am a huge Frazetta fan. I have some Frazetta art, not original art, but I love his fantasy style ever since I was a young buck. Um, this cover screams badass it's not spawn gunslinger though this is if i if i believe this is medieval spawn or dark ages spawn there's one of those guys that were uh you know one of those toy lines that todd mcfarland always made a but this is simply bad ass and even says it todd mcfarland after Frazetta at the bottom if you don't remember i think it, in the 90s maybe early 2000s there was an actual death dealer comic that Frazetta, they pulled some Frazetta art for, which is incredible. If you haven't seen it, go peep it out. So uh, as I said, this is a Ken Lashley. Yes, Ken. Remember uh, when I interviewed Ken for the show? He's yeah, he's he talking about his it. Next, his next big thing was yeah. going to be Ken Lashley, and Ken Lashley killed it. You know, yep. so uh, there's a whole. I had a whole story with that with Ken Lashley. This is when he, right after Dan DeDile was fired. Um, he called Ken Lashley into his office back last October and asked Ken, Hey man, do you want to work on some of these 5g characters? And, uh, Ken, and Ken was like, well, you know, I'm kind of working on this milestone stuff. And at that point, Don, Dan to had told him, no milestone is dead. You you, you want to work on these? And he gave him, uh, he gave him one of the Holy Trinity characters. I can't tell you because you know that he told me that in confidence, but he basically gave him either a choice of, yes, out of three. Exactly. So there you go. <laughs> Narrow it down. Uh, but that Ken Lashley, this is actually Ken Lashley's only, he's doing a limited run on this because Todd is, I think what he, because Philip Tan preceded um, Ken Lashley down here, but Ken Lashley's work, I think is perfect uh, for Spawn. And I would joked with Ken Lashley about, uh, hey man, did you guys uh, debate, you know, how long Spawn's cape was? And, you know, as a joke and, 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 uh, and Ken Lashley goes, dude, we literally had an hour conversation about Spawn's cape and how it should look. And I was like, there you go. That's hardcore right there. So, so we got two Spawn books on the list, both number three and nine. One is the McFarlane and one is this dope, dope death leader. Uh, I need to go get one. I think there's some ones out here, but they don't have, like this is a limited trade dress because the ones I saw have this banner over the top of it. I don't know if you guys oh, yeah. have seen it. So, you know, this would look great. This is like the perfect comic to have a virgin variant of. Just remove oh, the yeah. spawn logo just to, to see the art. It would be incredible. All right. So spawn number three is spawn number 309. Next up on the list is hmm, another fandom uh, leftover maybe. Yeah, this is a goodie. I mean, this is 
look, you know, like we said earlier on this list, it was going to be heavy because of the tragedy that just happened. But this is the stuff I'd like to see here. You know, we got Superman oh, yeah. number four. This is coming off of the fandom. Um, now, I say that, but I also I, I warn very many people about buying Suicide Squad first appearances and what the legs are going to be like that. But um, this is the first appearance of Bloodsport. We all know Idris Elba is going to be playing him. Um, market jumped all over this book and moved 56 copies, had a seven-day trend of 144%, and had a high raw sale of $47. So, you know, like I said, Suicide Squad, this guy may not be around very long. I mean, the name, <laughs> yeah. The name, the name says it all. So, James um, Gunn even said, man, uh, he's going to be killing off a ton of dudes. Or yeah, don't be connected to these characters. Unless yeah. Harley Quinn. That might be the only one who doesn't die. So, yeah. I mean, even Deadshot's not even back for the damn sequel. So, I mean, you know, so, but is that's amazing to me that nobody knew Bloodsport was coming, right? I mean, he did, did Gun right, really a lot keep of people it a thought secret? he was going to be Deadshot, actually. It yeah. just, but for a while, they believed he was going to take over the Deadshot character. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, this book, you could probably find this in a dollar bin. I mean, yeah, you know, this yeah. book's just been sitting around somewhere. Superman number four, come on. May not not even been in a dollar bin. Nobody collects Superman from 1986, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I was watching. Uh, did you ever see that movie Shobbs, uh, Cobbs, Hobbs and Shaw? No, I didn't see. And Idris Elba plays the baddie in it. He's a yeah, pretty he's badass a in that, dude. character. Yeah, yeah, he's a pretty badass in that. I'm like, I'm down for uh, seeing some uh, Idris Elba, you know, tear it up, man. I was like, this is that's a great casting that they got him. So, and he's a big dude. If you ever seen Idris oh, Elba, yeah. he's a big dude. I mean, he's kind of old, but man, he's in great shape. I mean, you know, you know what? I like, wish I'd look that good. Total side note, just Idris Elba here. I'm a massive uh, Dark Tower fan. And when they cast him as Roland Deschane in the movie, whether the movie wasn't that good or not, whatever you want to say. I didn't mind the it. movie. I didn't mind the movie. It was silly and fun. You know, it was uh, those books are like my favorite of all time. And I love Idris Elba. And when they cast him, I was I was all about it. Yeah. You know, the movie's kind of kooky here and there. But for the most part, I have fun with it. Like, you know, when I, I guess, you know, Matthew McConaughey is kind of a character of himself. Whenever you see him, you just think, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> or like thinking deep thoughts, driving a Lincoln Navigator down the road, you know what I mean? And so he was the villain in that. And then when I think about it, I was like, you know what? He's oh, kind yeah. of perfectly cast as a villain. In, Bro, uh, he's Randall Flagg. I mean, that's the one yeah. of the biggest Stephen King villains of all time. And I think, aren't they redoing, a dark, they're doing a Dark Tower uh, series for, on Amazon Prime, right? Uh, there's been a lot of talk back and forth. Yeah. I don't know which way it's going to go. Anything but, um, Stephen King cannot be a movie. If you read you know, any of his books, dude, right. there is so much exposition and prose in it. My God, you have to make a series to truly flesh out the characters. I think you know. I, I was just read a really big article right now how like Stephen King um, adaptations have been on the decline for a while until recently with like the Under the Dome show, and then now they're on the it, rise yeah. again. So you, you definitely yeah. see this like rise and fall. And yeah, like Thunderhouse said, the stand is coming to CBS All Access. There you go, and it's going to be awesome. You got Randall Flag in that. This is, actually, yeah, this well. is the second time there was a stand miniseries that yep. was on HP on ABC, like Gary Sinise. Yeah, back in the nineties. Yeah. So the last Stephen King novel I read was The Stand. My oh, yeah. God, that is a long, long book. That is classic Stephen King doing just. Hey, I got this character's backstory. Let me spend a good 500 pages on it just to flesh it out. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. But, you know, the stand is the classic story of good and evil, you know, God versus the devil, everything. And, you know, very fitting for the era right now with the pandemic. 
There you go. Shit, that's all we need is people just watching the stand and thinking that uh, it's coming for real. All right, so number two on the list, if you were playing at home and you ever thought that Bloodsport would be number two on the list, you just won. All right, as uh, Mary Jane Watson would send face it, Tiger, you just hit the jackpot. So what leaves us at number one? For those playing at home, if you played the under on Donny Cates' two and a half, you won. If you played zero as the over-under, you won doubly because guess what number one is? That's right, boys and girls. Batman 3, Jokers, number one. This is the actual uh, lower variant than the 1 in 100. Obviously, the 1 in 25 is probably going to move more because there are more copies of them. But how did this book move? It may not be shaking the market in value, but its Uber green cover sold 102 copies at a 7-day trend and 93% at a high raw sale of 38. And when you think about 102 copies, man, I, I went to my LCS. There were a ton of these. Matter of fact, on the day this book came out, this was the first time in a long time, uh, probably prior to when the shutdown was happening and comics first started reopening and they were making everybody space out. There was a line outside my comic book store to get into get because of three jokers. Yeah. I remember standing there and it was a jaded comic book collector. It was like saying, uh, are you here for you? He goes, I mean, fuck jokers. And I was like, damn, <laughs> man. He was like, nah, man, I'm here to get something else. Fuck this line. I was like, okay, dude, never mind. Relax, relax. We're just waiting, man. Now just come on. That's so, a cool cover, though, man. Oh, yeah. I and I really dig this uh the, the color play on this. And let's, let's let's go back and look at the other one. Which one do we like better? That one? The black and white or this one? I think I like this one better. I mean, it's just yeah. different and same artist though, right? Jason Fabook? Yeah. Uh, I was recently corrected. I think it's pronounced Facebook. Well, that's what our live show is here for to correct us on our pronunciations of names, words, uh, and places. I was sent a text message from um, a friend of the channel who has recently disappeared lately and he corrected me on my grammar. Oh, okay. So it's how is it? Facebook. Faybok, 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 Faybok. Yeah. Look at that name. How are we supposed to know? It's not like it's the word Faybok. speculation. Yeah. I mean, come on, stop it already. Faybok. All right, boys and girls. So, you know what? This is a pretty uh, DC uh, centric list, I must say. Um, let me see. We got one, two, three, four, four books. Nice mix of Marvel. Oh, Batman too. Yeah, nice mix of Marvel, Robin. Well, anytime we say Batman, that also means like a Robin adjacent book. Um, so that's a nice mix True. of everything. So uh, great job, uh, guys in the collecting world. Uh, it's always fun. Um, so, hey, we got one more day. The drawing tomorrow for the uh, cover price giveaway. Uh, Sith Lordly, if you're still in the house, please drop a link in the live chat. So uh, all you have to do is be a subscriber to the channel. Click on that link and you're automatically entered to get a one-year free subscription to cover price. And that will be uh, three of you guys. Um, we will be doing a separate uh, 5,000 subs giveaway. I finally got everything, so I'll probably drop a video Thursday. And what I'm going to do is probably pick four or five winners. Every Each of the winners is going to win a slab, a trade, and uh, a comic. So there you go. I'm trying to mix it around. So at least the first four or five winners are going to get a slab. Um, and... Uh, uh, here, I got them here. Let me show you. Something. I, I showed it on the other thing. Um, let me go full screen. So these are some of the trades, man. Punisher kills the Marvel Universe. This is thick as heck. X-Men Little Big Trouble. Doctor Strange, The Oath. Uh, the Complete Shield, Lee and Jack Kirby. Uh, this is Dan Slott and Ramos, Spider Island. This is another Doctor Strange, Don't Pay the Fairy Man. And 
me show you some slabs. This one from the big to do. This is first mention Evil Mariah's 9.8. I also got another slab that I'm ill prepared for. Gonna be doing this as well. This is Spider Gwen number one, the Scotty Young variant. This has been signed four times, signed by Scotty Young. Jason Latour, Rico Renzi, and Robbie Rodriguez. So uh, there, those are some of the slabs, all nine eights. So I will don't do anything yet. <laughs> I will announce the uh, the contest winner, or excuse me, the contest entries uh, sometime this week. It's in a pre-recorded video, and as usual, we're going to tell you to leave a comment below, make it really nice and easy. And we want to thank you guys uh, for supporting Lords of the Long Box uh, for this last, you know, ever since 2015. For some of you old school heads and people who are just joining the ride now. We're at 5,220 subs right now. So I really appreciate um oh it almost blinked out there. Um I want to take this moment here and um we're gonna uh, just we already talked about the stuff with Chapman Bozeman, but I want to talk about um specifically you men and men around our ages. I want to say from 40 to 50 to 55, whatever you may be. And this is a little on a personal note. I had a little bit of a scare about a month ago. Um, I've been having some digestive issues. So when I look them up on WebMD, I either had IBS with constipation or I had colon cancer. So I went and saw a gastroenterologist and they told me we need to get you a colonoscopy. Plus you're 49 years old. It's right around the corner for you anyway. Um, so I, I told, I just told the guys on the Lords and I, I told some other guys recently, but I went in for my colonoscopy and they found three polyps inside my colon tract. Um, and polyps are these things that build up inside your body. And uh, luckily they were benign, but my doctor told me that these three polyps, one, the largest one was 10 millimeters. So it's the size of maybe your thumbnail or your thumb exactly. And he said that if not treated, these could lead to cancer. So just on a whim, I decided, cause I wasn't going to get my colonoscopy until I was like 55. Cause I think they, people tell you 55, if I could have waited, they may have grown into cancer. I'm not saying they would have, but they took my three polyps out. They took them to, and they got a biopsy. And luckily they came back uh, benign, uh, meaning non-cancerous. But I have to go back and get checked every three years now to make sure that more don't grow and become cancerous. The key to cancer detection is to find it in its early stages so it doesn't happen. And the reason I want to bring this up, because a lot of us don't take care of our health, besides Manimal, who looks in great shape. But even if you're in great shape, like great Chadwick shape. Bozeman was, you can still get cancer, right? Cancer does not matter, but especially colon cancer, if you eat a lot of processed foods, a lot of meat, especially red meat, you are at higher risk. If you're a per certain demographic, more African-Americans are more apt to get it, or people who have a genetic history of cancer. I beg of you, I implore of you to go check yourselves because a lot of times we're comic book people, we're, it's, it's a stereotype. A lot of times we're just kind of lazy around reading books or whatever. But this really opened my eyes when I got checked. And um, it was crazy because then I heard about the Chadwick Boseman thing. He was 39 years old when he got diagnosed. So when you think about he was only 39 years old, he was outside the age range where you should actually get a colonoscopy, uh, which is mind boggling to me that why the AMA are um, have not changed the age range. And when I talked to some other people, they also know people who had colon cancer at an age before the recommended treating or the recommended screening ages, which is right now 45 to 55. I'm 49. 
So it was a slight scare. It was a couple of days where I was like, man, can you just tell me, give me the biopsy results? So, and then I had a meeting with him and he goes, you're lucky. We got, we detect these early, you know, but he said they could lead to cancer. So I'm just saying, go guys, get yourself checked out. You know, if you're, if you're from 45 years old, go get yourself checked out. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not that bad. Um, they sedate you. I woke up next thing you know, I saw a colon, a camera inside my colon on the screen. I didn't even, I didn't even feel it. It's not that bad. It's the prep drink you have to take before, which is, um, it is, uh, that is a, uh, something in itself. But besides that, just go get checked out. Take care of you guys. You know what I'm saying? You guys want to be out there, um, you know, and just take care of yourselves. I mean, to this day, I mean, I, I think I just have to live with the reason, you know, the digestive reasons and I got to eat healthy. I got to start exercising again. It's been kind of hard because my gym's been shut down. So, you know, I'm trying to go swimming, take care of myself. You know, we're at the, the second half of our lives. Hopefully I'm 49. If I could live another 40 years, 30 years, I'll be happy, but just take care of yourselves, especially your certain age. Um, or if you're, let me bring my animal back in. Um, if your family has a history of cancer, just call your doctor. I mean, if this should wake you up, man, Chad McBoseman was in great shape. He was, he was, uh, he started being a vegetarian and vegan, started eating healthy. If you looked at his, how ripped he was for the film. And then what's more amazing to me is a lot of the films he did over the last four years, he did his own stunts. I watched 21 Bridges again over the weekend. He was I running. I want to see that one. It's a fantastic. The Russo's produced it. It is a yeah. fantastic film. Fantastic. I, it came out like right before Corona, right? Like it suffered from like, I feel like it just came out. It came out like at the end of the year or the beginning of the year. So it was yeah. before the shutdown, but it's a great, if you like, like a gritty crime drama, oh, yeah. it's, it's yeah. absolutely fantastic film. And, you know, I watched it. I'm like, he started looking a bit gaunt already because I was like, he's kind of skinny in this. But I was like, you know what, actors change or whatever. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I want to talk about his how his appearance was. But he was running. There's a lot of physical things he did in this film. And it was just amazing to me. And if you think about Avengers Endgame, he was sick filming that as well. So and then when you find out more and more about him, he didn't want any of his co-stars or even the director didn't know about his health. And he was still going to. uh visit kids and, and cancer uh, in hospitals and the cancer ward. I and mean, he's just such, I mean, I got mm-hmm. more sad the more I read about him as more things came out about this. Right. Cause he's a very private person, right? Uh, he married his wife while he was sick so that, you know, there wouldn't be anything worried about, you know, she was going to be taken care of for, you know, the rest of her life uh, for all the people who came out for him. And it's just uh, tragic to see anybody lose. I mean, you know, I don't hear, I don't celebrity worship. I live in Southern California. I used to live in LA. I see, you see celebrities everywhere, but you know, when you see somebody who is private, but such a big part of people's lives, you had, you had small children everywhere who were never seen the representation they had on the big screen. Right. That all what T'Challa. Sure. He wasn't the first black superhero ever blade steel, whomever Luke cage, but he really kind of brought hope to people, right? I mean, there was an entire continent of Africa that saw this movie in droves because they could finally relate to a character that he saw on the big screen, right? right? I mean, it just shows what he did for you know communities of color and showing that you could do anything. He was a graduate of Howard University at HBCU, and he spoke. Uh, I think he la- he spoke there last year for their commencement speech. Uh, Google that; that's gone viral as well. Um, and I'll leave it at that. I don't know if you have any last words you want to say, Manimal. Yeah, gonna- just touch on kind of what you said, you know, like um, about how you noticed he, he was losing weight and stuff. And I know for a while before all this came out, there was pictures going around of him being um, looking pretty sickly. And people were, you know, wondering if he was for a role. 
making comments. I know there was a derogatory name. Um, you know, I'm not even going to yeah. repeat what it was, but on drugs. You know, something, something not to get like too preachy or whatever. We are very in short supply. It seems like of kindness these days. And especially with the internet, people feel real empowered behind the keyboard, but you know, like, you don't know what's going on in someone's life and you see them like that. And it's one thing if it's like an actor for a role and it's announced that way, but you know, take a second before you post or take a second before you judge someone's appearance. And I don't know, man, you never know what's really going on in their life. And it's sad to find out that, uh, that's actually what was going on, you know, and, and he passed. So, yeah. you know, a little kindness goes a long way, even if it's just one person here and there. So, yeah. You know, what? sorry, that's probably yeah. the nicest, preachiest thing you'll ever hear me say. I'm usually kind I, of an asshole. But <laughs> that is true. You are kind of an asshole, but you're our <laughs> asshole. So, you know what? But hey, I, you know what? Like, I, I'm genuinely a good person. I just like to fuck around. So, yeah. So, you know what? I think that was well said. And uh, I'm going to leave you with the Wakanda forever, baby. must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe.